Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, beautiful listeners. Welcome back, guys. It's episode 30. Woohoo! 30! Gotta, I love that number. It's, a, it's, a, it's been a journey. I, but at the same time, it kind of feels like we just recorded episode 10. It does. You know, we were very excited to get episode number 10 done. Woohoo! Because most uh, podcasts they say that are started never make it past 10 podcasts. So here we are at 30, and we are blessed to be here with you. We're so yes. thankful to each and every one of our listeners. It's like we will keep podcasting as long as God keeps filling our hearts and our yes. mouth, mouths, molds. <laughs> That's a word with, with words. Yes. So today, today we have a topic that is really close to my heart, actually, mm-hmm. because I found myself stuck in obligations and feeling resentment where it feels like I should be doing these things. I should be helping these people, but I find I have in the past found myself like overwhelmed because like I have so many things to do, not enough time. And, you know, sometimes I feel like the people don't even appreciate it when I do do it. Like, they take me for granted. And it's like, I just kind of keep showing up, doing my thing. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And then it's like, um, okay. I don't know. Like, I expect a little bit more recognition. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel the same way. Or, well, yeah. So, I feel like we've talked about this before. I'm a big people pleaser. Ooh, so people pleaser, yeah. I definitely fall into situations where I do things because I want people's validation or I want to be liked by them or yeah I feel obligated to do this because oh they're in my eyes they're important or I feel obligated to like something that I don't. (laughs) Right and I think it's really easy for everybody to fall into people pleasing at least once in a while. Yeah. Especially I think if you're a Christian and you want to do good works and you want to help people right so we extend ourselves and sometimes I think we extend ourselves a little too much and that's where I have in the past fallen into this resentment piece where it's just like I don't have enough time to do the things that I really want to do that I need to do for my family and I'm stuck doing different things for other people yeah I can definitely feel that I mean like even in college there's been certain events that I've gone to that I didn't really want to go or be there but oh my just some of my friends were going so I went to I don't know please them or make it seem like we have more similar interests I don't even right. know or like, it kind of messes with your head too. just to get more friends maybe you feel yeah. like hey I'm making new friends so this is a good thing right this is an obligation yeah. I need I, to be I doing feel good about it but then at the same time I'm like I don't really want to be here and I really like that point because the obligations also come with I think running around not necessarily serving people but going to events and things or concerts or shows or 
gatherings and parties where you're like, you know, you get resentful about attending them. I mean, which really shouldn't be a case in a, in a, an event or fun or quote unquote fun thing. Right. So that's, so that's a red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag popping up that's saying, Hey, maybe, you know, your priorities, you need to look at your priorities. Maybe you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, so we have one question, only one question, guys, one question that can help turn these obligations into joy. Yeah. And literally I have seen this switch. I have seen it change in my life when I've asked this question to what I'm doing. And you really want to look for either red flags, like, should you be doing this? And if you are, then we want to shift our direction, our intent. And so the question is, the the question is, am I giving out of people pleasing the, out of the fear or need or out of the love of serving others? Like you're happy to serve them. You're happy to have the opportunity to give to them. Right, like it's really a faith-based decision, right? Yeah. It's serving God's purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I think as Christians, what is really important that sometimes gets overlooked a lot is, is this serving others, but is this God's purpose? Is it really something that's building up his community, Yeah, his because, people? Because like you talked about in the beginning, like as Christians especially, you know, we might feel obligated to do something because, oh, this is what Jesus would do. But if you're not doing it for the out of the right motivation, it's not going to serve the kingdom in the way that you might think it would. No, it's not going to. And even to the point of like going to maybe parties, birthday parties, graduation parties, where I know people don't really, they're running around to these events, but they don't really either know the people that well or they don't really like the people that well. But they, or maybe it's a co-worker, so they have, I have to go in front yeah. of it. And so that is a red flag in asking this question. If you have an I have to buy it, that I have to is a red flag that it's not in line with your soul. And that it not might not be in line with God's purpose. Or you might actually not have enough time in your schedule. You have higher priorities than what that is. Yeah. And you may need to shift them. And there's a difference between, like, oh, yeah, you're running out of time versus, like, an emotional. So you want to know if it's, the the trick question is if, if you're really doing it out of people-pleasing. Yeah. Because uh, in talking with one of my clients, I was like, no, but I'd love to give. You don't understand. I, I, I well, she almost, she might have even said I have to give. But when you have that I have to in there, there, there is a fear that is driving there's that. A, yeah. I have to. But it made her feel really good. But she had this very complaint, exactly what we're talking about. She was overwhelmed. She was frustrated. She felt like she was used. She felt like nobody was giving to her. Mm-hmm. Those are all red flags that we were giving out of fear. Yeah. That we don't have the love or the respect we need. And so, and that can take a little bit of digging to figure out, really. And it's pretty it easy to do with family. Like, yeah. I know... At one point, I was leaving a job of after 24 years, and I was going on a two, first ever two-week road trip to Yellowstone. 
fantastic. It but, was super fun. But we eat gluten-free and camped out every night. So I was packing like two weeks of meals for four families along with all the camping gear and everything. And then like literally I quit my job of 24 years and we left on this road trip the next day. And then when I came back, I had to start a new job. But also before that, also my best friend's husband was had just died of cancer. So I was helping her and doing that. But then I had some other family functions and there was a wedding and there was a party and people wanted me to help out and take pictures and do different things. And I did help them out, but there was resentment there and I was so tired and I was so overwhelmed because literally there was so much to do. It's like at another time, I would have loved to help them. But yeah. at this time, I was really overwhelmed with my own responsibilities. And so that's a red flag when it's like, I love them, but I have to do this. Uh, you want to dig deeper to see what that is. And for me, I really didn't have the emotional the emotional energy. Like capacity. Yeah. Right, capacity to do it. And that brought on the resentment piece and the overwhelm piece. Mm -hmm. And so... And it, it really, it just, it does, it robs you of that joy and that peace. And then it doesn't feel right. And then you can feel guilty and you can have, you know, all sorts of other yeah. feelings after even the event is done or after you've yeah. given. It doesn't feel like giving, I guess. When giving doesn't feel like giving, that's a I mean, you're just flag. drained by it, right? And you're like, oh, man, yeah, I wish I could get something back from that or whatever. Or like, yeah, it's like, oh, I need help now. How am I going to get this stuff done yeah. that I have to get done, mm -hmm. right? And so that's a red flag. So are you giving? So out of that, so where it gets really tricky, and I guess the point of that story is that really it was the need to be valued and accepted, and it was people-pleasing. I didn't want to let the people down, and I was unable to share with them yeah. my needs. Which as a mom, it, I'm sure it could. it's easy to fall into a thing of being like, oh, I'm needed. Uh, it is, and it, and it's hard because everybody has needs and you yeah. love everybody. And so you want to help everybody out. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of spread yourself too thin. And it's yeah. like, well, how do you prioritize between a son or a daughter or a husband or a sister mm -hmm. or a parent? Because the family is large. The family, and there, yeah. And there's so many needs. Or the dog. I mean, how do you prioritize? Yeah. A cute little puppy down there? Does he come before the kids and the hubby? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, but he doesn't talk back. They like to say put family first, but it's really hard when your family is like 50 members. Uh, wait, so it gets really complicated. And, you know, I just, I wasn't able to voice my needs and I was afraid of not being loved. I mean, so I'm dating. That, yeah, that's the ultimate like fear because we talked about that before. Right. Where, oh, you might be doing something out of like necessity to please people. But mm -hmm. that, that, that's out of fear out of fear that someone's not going to like you, that they're going to reject you. And that's kind of where I can come from too. And I can spread myself too thin or, and it, but then you get the high of like, oh, someone needs me. I'm needed. <laughs> and you're like, oh, but then you kind of have this high, but then you crash. Yeah. And then and control can kick in too. Sometimes it can be like, you just, you can't control the situation. So you have this little high and it's in the, it's in the, disguise of giving but really it's a controlling factor sometimes that can come in yeah so there's lots of ways that giving can get really tricky and sap your energy yeah and bring in that resentment yeah and that's what we're saying if those two things are coming in it means you're not really giving you're you're expecting something in return yeah right i, guess. I mean yeah that's even with with for me sometimes volunteering it doesn't really sound great 
but before I wanted to go to college and got into college and decided that I was going to college. I did not want to go to college. <laughs> no, she didn't. She knew that for a while. I did. I knew that for a while. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go to college. But, but as a controller of life, I like to try to control things. I Who made sure that? that I had a backup plan or backup good, a backup good resume. Backup plans are good. Yes. And so in, in high school, I did all these volunteering. I was at NHS and was doing all this stuff. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes the motivation behind it was not good. Where I would give and give and give only because I was obligated to because of National Honor Society or whatever. It wasn't like, oh, I have this opportunity to give and I want to give. And right. so it was like, oh, I'm getting hours back. I'm getting validation back from my giving, which right. is not the right motivation to do that. Yeah. And so she's talking about volunteer hours, like yeah. to get her volunteers hours, hours in where it became, she was excited at first. Yeah. But it probably quickly became Yeah. It was like, oh, chore, you know what? A I have a volunteer thing at seven. I really don't want to go. Like, it's too late. I'm or, done. <laughs> it's like something... Did you have to do it? Did you feel like you had to do it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it's just, then there's yuck. There's no joy in that giving at all. No. And that is not the joy that God is talking about in the Bible. No. And it robs you of, like, wanting to serve later on, too, because you're like, oh, you have this expectation of it's going to be boring or you're going to have to do it. And so it just robs you of that joy of giving. It absolutely does. And so that our question is, am I giving out of people-pleasing? That's only the first half. And so we just talked about a lot of different scenarios of what people-pleasing might look up. Yeah. It shows up as an I have to, and it shows up as a need or a payback. Yeah. And if you're doing, if you're giving because of any, or to pe- ple- uh, please people, particularly family, is really hard to say no to. It's very hard, yeah. Like within my family, I'm I am afraid to express my needs because I feel that they won't be met. Mm -hmm. So it becomes easier just to give regardless of whether I'm able to do do so joyfully or not and without impact on my life. And so the next part of the question is when we're giving, the first part, is it people-pleasing or are we doing it out of love, the love of actually serving others? Yeah. And this might sound like an obvious question, but as yeah. we just talked about, we have to really dig deep and figure out our reasons mm-hmm. because it changes everything. Well, true true giving and giving out of love is going to fulfill you. But you're not going to start off giving with the mindset, oh, I'm going to get something back. You're giving just to give. You're giving because you right. have opportunity to do it and you're excited about it. Right. That you're not giving because, hey, it looks good. Hey, I look important in the church. Yeah. Hey, I'm showing up to the events because I like the leadership yeah. aspect of it. I have authority over others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think people give because... There's um, no like selfish intent behind just giving to serve others. Right. Life. Sometimes I think people like to have control over others or feel more superior. Particularly yeah. when working with the needy. Yeah. Like, oh, it's their job to take care of them, but then they oh, like, you them. need me. <laughs> you need me. There's lots of tricky, tricky ways, and I don't think it starts out that way. I don't think it starts out that way ever. But no. ultimately, when you're feeling these red flag feelings, again, of resentment, frustration, anger, there are red flags that are saying you're not giving from the heart. Yeah. 
And when you're not giving from the heart, you're not going to be able to give as well. And you're not going to be able to receive. The big thing is you're not going to be able to receive. The most amazing part about giving, when you give from the heart like God tells us to in the Bible, is that we receive so much more. Yeah. A lot of times it's right in that moment too. Mm -hmm. And I have an example of like a neighbor lady. This was over 30 years ago, but I still remember and I, I adored visiting her. She was like probably in her 70s, lived alone. Her husband committed suicide. Uh, we were in an older neighborhood and I don't think she really had a lot of relatives or friends living nearby. And at first I'm like, I should do this. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like, I have to. I need to go over there. And it was kind of like, eh, it was kind of a chore. It was an obligation. But then I went over there. And as I went over and visited, I shifted to, like, I want to do this. I get to visit my next-door neighbor. Mm -hmm. I love talking to her. She had great stories. And really, she gave more to me in the end than I gave her because, and maybe it was that validation, but I wasn't doing it for validation, but mm-hmm. it shifted. I was doing it just out of love yeah. because just to keep her company because I knew That's she was so lonely. beautiful. I love that. And she would drop everything. We didn't like plan our visits or anything. <laughs> I would just have some time and go over and knock on her door and say, hi, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, you want to talk? You know, I came to visit. And uh, one time, you know, she was cleaning her kitchen and she came, she had like cheese puffs all over her face and she's like yeah I'm like uh, are you busy she goes, oh no 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 I'm not busy and then right then as we sat down she got a phone call she picked up the phone and said I'm busy and slammed it down she's like oh that's just my sister and you're like your sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like oh, I'll talk to her later and she dropped everything and we both kind of hung on each other's words and it was it was really a beautiful experience. It's really cool. And that was like giving from the heart. And That's I, and definitely it, a and God moment. And I shifted it. it. It was a God moment where it was like God said, hey, you know, this is what I want you to do. And I changed from also, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I enjoy. It wasn't an obligation. It's like, I enjoy talking to you. I know this time is important to you. It's important to me too. And we both benefited from and it you, greatly. And you got filled up by that. I did. So that's what real giving is. And that's how God really wants us to give. When we give, uh, God wants it to be us to be willing yeah. and to give And it then you're doing love. actual kingdom work. <laughs> and that, right, then you are doing kingdom work. And I like that. And that's really how we want to move it. Uh, do you have any experience? Yeah. Well, so I went on a missions trip this summer. I don't, oh, know, yeah, I don't know if I've talked right. about this before. But I went to South Dakota and, you know, initially, I okay, it was my last year. I, I, I'm in college now, so this was summer going into freshman year of college. And so I was like, oh, I got to go. On the, I want to go on this missions trip. It's my last opportunity to go one in the high school ministry. But we were going to South Dakota. It's not the most exciting state, not going to lie. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to South Dakota. Right. You know, your heart kind of drops. Out of all the mission trips, any right? state. Yeah, they went to Alaska, Texas. There was one in... Uh, there was going to be one in Nicaragua. So it was like, oh, okay, whatever. South Dakota, this is Here bonus. I come. Yeah. So at first it kind of felt like obligation. And when we got there, we were working in 100 degree heat in oh, a warehouse yeah. with no air conditioning. Woo! And we were lifting furniture. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, uh, God, I don't know what you're doing. And it felt like an obligation. I had an obligation. I was there. I was stuck there. It's like, oh, no. And you have how many days there, right? Yeah. You're like, like oh, dread. great. We're going to be working in this warehouse for the next five days. 100 Amazing. degree heat? Yeah. Oh. 
So at first, was it was definitely like it. My heart sank a bit, mm, but I as literally by the end of the first day, it was incredible. I just seen like the the work that we had accomplished that day, and then talking to the people that who worked for the the organization we were working with, and talking to them and getting to know their story, and it opened up a door that made me see that the people that they were serving were real and it it like gave me joy and filled me that day that I could I had the opportunity to serve and give and it made me excited to serve the next five days we were in that warehouse and so it was just a shift of my perspective and it was so so cool because it started off like ugh, I don't want to be here to oh my gosh, I'm so excited to go to the warehouse again and do this. But it wasn't even about the work. It was about the people we were serving. And it was it was just a really cool experience. Yeah, serving the kingdom of God, as you said. And I think it's beautiful to even watch you tell the story and just to know you well. And I know being in a 100-degree building with a bunch of furniture, <laughs> having to move yeah. big, heavy couches <laughs> was not first on your list of anything to do anywhere, let alone in a 100-degree no. warehouse. And South Dakota. But the enthusiasm you had coming home was, like, amazing to see. It was beautiful. And, and mind you, she helped me sand down a whole yeah, I was excited to desk and dresser down. with all this intimate detail. I was going to paint it. And she's like, I'll sand it. It's like, whoa, thank you, God. Yeah. It was <laughs> just you, a really God, cool experience. And God, small blessings. God just places joy into your heart. Right. When you're giving genuinely. And, and it carries over to other aspects of your life. And mm-hmm. um, another example that I can use, too, is just like when you have parents who are aging and you know you need to go visit them, but you want to take care of them and you want to bring them food and bring what they need. And it becomes kind of stressful. It's like, oh, what am I going to make them now? And what am I going to bake them ahead of time? Yeah. And what am I going to go and buy them? And what do they need? And trying to plan the right day and make sure I have off and that I have enough time and all these different things that can be kind it can be overwhelming and it's just like oh i have to i have to go visit i have to go see them and it's an obligation yeah and it and then it's not i have to but what happened is is when you have that shift and so it can start out that way but you always want to shift it to giving from the heart yeah and that's a shift and that when you focus on god it's like you know what i get to this is a privilege right when we give to others, it's a privilege that we have, that we can share with others. And um, grow the kingdom of God. Spread the love. Let them see God's love shine through you. And when you look at it that way, all of a sudden it becomes, oh, what should I make? You know, Yeah, let's... I mean, I definitely saw that shift too. You were so excited to just, you're like, oh, what are we going to bring next? It's like, let's have a party and let's do this. And the creative juices start flowing. And then you start sharing your love in unique ways. And then the whole visit changes. It's like, I can't wait to go next time. What a beautiful opportunity. And then you can just, in this mode, when you're thinking this way, you can literally pour in the love. Yeah. Whether it's sanding furniture. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw that love come home from sanding furniture (laughs) when she sanded mine. Seriously. I mean, it's it's a God-given gift. It's a Holy Spirit meeting with the soul Mm -hmm. that we have when we are able to give from the heart and again we can't give from the heart when we are overwhelmed stressed out and frustrated and don't have the energy to do it to begin with and then it really becomes the obligation and so sometimes we have to maybe 
reorganize the things that we're doing and ask for help. And sometimes we just need a mindset to realize like, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I get to do and move into that love piece. Yeah. And so so beautiful. I love that. I mean, I could see that and even like I because I would go with mom to see my grandparents, too. And it was it was just a cool shift because it'd be like it was it, it, what are we doing next and uh I, well for my birthday my birthday's in like a month and a month and i w- want to bring a party down to them and visit them because it's so fun seeing them and just spending time with them right and they're not that mobile so it makes it a little bit difficult yeah especially with the last two years that uh we you know it helps us to be creative and how we can share our love with them yeah and so that speaking is, of we got to start planning that <laughs> yes so that is a beautiful way so the question to ask and i'm just going to repeat the question one more because then we're going to go into bible verses yeah. but the question to ask yourself when with your obligations is Am I giving out of people-pleasing, which is out of a fear or a need or return of mm-hmm. some sort? And then I, do I have enough time to do it? Am yeah. I able to do it? Am I physically, emotionally able to do it? Because sometimes we really aren't, mm-hmm. and we don't need to be giving. We need to yeah. be asking ourselves maybe for help. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. And then the second part, do you want to read the yeah. second one? So are you giving out of people-pleasing or... Are you giving out of love of serving others? Are you happy to have the opportunity to give? And is it a faith-based decision? Is it really serving God's purpose when you serve? Like, are you giving out of genuine love? Right. And that's what we're going to focus on a little bit right now. Yeah. We're going to actually read Bible verses. And there's yes. quite a few in there. I pulled out four. We have one more than we normally have. But we have, there's such good ones that yeah, really. They are really good. Focus exactly on what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible tells us exactly how to give. It does. Yeah. God's word is alive and it tells us how to serve. Yeah. Did you want to read the first one? Yeah. The first one is Deuteronomy 15.10. It says, You shall give to him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging when you give Mm. to him. Because for this is the Lord your God, or because for this the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all Mm -hmm. that you undertake. Which this is so incredible because it talks about you shall give freely. Your heart shall not be grudging. Right, and it's exactly what we just talked yeah. about. It's that you shift. don't want that resentment. Uh, because then the Lord's going to bless you. And that's mm-hmm. like even with my neighbor or the parents or you working in the warehouse. When you give freely, when we make the decision to give freely yeah. out of love, God changes everything. Yeah, He blesses our work and all that we undertake. Yeah, And you can see it. And, it, and it's, I almost want to say it's like magic, but it's not really magic. It's just God. It is God, yeah. It's God working in our mm-hmm. lives. He's with us each and every day. And so, love that. Love I that love that verse. Verse, because it, it's so perfect for what we're talking about. And so I'm going to read from Matthew, and it's chapter 6, verse 1. And it says, Be aware of practicing your righteousness before their people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Yeah. And so, see, now, <laughs> so you're seeking to be seen by other people. That would be called... People pleasing. People pleasing. Yep. Yep. And so it says right here in the Bible in Matthew, which is the instruction book for life, I think. Yep. um, Good book. It's telling you right here. Don't people please. You people please. You will have no reward from your father. So guess where that resentment's coming in? It's not a reward from the father. It's the enemy sneaking in on your thoughts. Mm. Yeah. 
Wow. So and it, tricky because like you know giving is a good thing, but the enemy can twist it just enough mm. to where you have negative feelings when you give, which is sucky. You yeah. want to feel awesome when you give. Yeah, that defeats the purpose because yeah. then it makes it less of a gift to others and yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it affects both of you in your giving. Facts, no printer. Dude. Okay. <laughs> so the third one we have comes from 2 Corinthians and it's 2 Corinthians 9-7. It says, each one of you, each one must give as he is decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Woo! I love this one oh so much. Oh my goodness. This is like so point blank. I mean, this boom, boom is right. Yeah. It's like there. Uh, but what I like about this is like, it's our decision. Yeah. So a lot of times... I mean, I can go around in circles and give myself all sorts of guilt about what I should do. Should I do this? Should I do this? I should do this. I don't know what I should do. It's like the Bible tells us right here to just decide. Yeah. Decide what I want to do and do it, right? Yeah. But not under like a need or necessity. No, not reluctantly. Uh, if I don't want to do it, I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. God loves a cheerful giver. Uh, he loves a cheerful giver, not under compulsion, so not under guilt, not under feeling guilty or trying to please people. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear, and this as well. And it's exactly, again, what we talk about when we shift and give from the heart. Um, you, you become a cheerful giver. Yeah, you do. And so the last one is Luke, and it's chapter 14, and it's 12 through 14. And it says, but when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. And so here you have it. Luke, Luke, <laughs> Luke lays it out there, but it, it says right there, it's like, do not expect to be repaid for giving to yeah. people. No, because then you, you're having the wrong intention. And if they don't give back, you're going to be resentful. Right. And then that that you're not a cheerful giver and that breaks no. all the barriers, then you're not really giving. It's no. like you've created a, an exchange an exchange or a contract. Mm-hmm. And then you have somebody who can fail you on your contract or not follow through. Yeah. But that's not how giving works. No. Giving is I give to you and we both can enjoy it. Yeah. I can enjoy giving to you. You can enjoy receiving. Yeah. That's the way it works. And I had a, I was, had a friend who was just like, I give, I give, I give, I give. And, Nobody gives back. And I'm like, you're not going to receive back from the people that you give to. But if you give with a joyful heart, you will be rewarded. Yeah. When you need things in your need. Mm-hmm. And um, we've seen that time and time again in our lives when we've been in crisis. So where people almost out of the woodwork, it seems, come out and help. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. It really is. Giving is a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. That we want to be able to enjoy and give with a cheerful heart because yeah. it will reap so many more rewards that way. Yeah. You're building treasures up in heaven. <laughs> you absolutely are. So, yeah. again, um, how to change your obligations into joy by asking yourself that one question. Am I giving out of people pleasing or... Am I giving out of love of serving others, which is a faith-based decision, which is serving God's purpose? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so there you have it. Yeah. So I would love to close this out in prayer before we end. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yes. So please, please join me in prayer. All right. 
Dear God, thank you so much for bringing all of our beautiful listeners here today. I pray that you just bless their day today or whatever, Mm -hmm. whenever they're listening. I pray that you are just blessing their situations and putting your hands on them and just giving them the resources to seek you and see you. God, I pray that whatever we're facing, facing today with giving, whether it's out of people pleasing or if we're genuinely loving people, God, I pray that you just turn our hearts to serving others for your kingdom out of love of serving them. Mm -hmm. God, I pray that we see people the way that you do. And so then when we serve, we can just serve them to serve them. Mm -hmm. God, I pray that you just rid any negative intentions behind giving. I pray that the, the love that we have experienced from you just pours out, out of us into others so then we may be a light for for you and i pray that you are just able to bless everyone that is giving today bless those givings and so they they ripple out into the rest of the world (laughs) amen change the world yes amen thank you for that beautiful prayer thank you And with that, and faith and love, we're going to sign off. Have a great two weeks, and we'll see you back in two. In faith and love, Jaina and Kelly. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you are looking for more daily inspiration, go follow us on Instagram. We created an Instagram page, and it's called faithfully underscore apologetic. So go there and give us a follow and a like and... Comment. (laughs) Yep, and you'll find inspiration, words of wisdom, and we're sharing God's love and word. In faith and love. Kelly. And Jaina. Bye.